Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Hello, everyone. On Footy Talk today, Rugby League Royalty, the great blocker Roach. Oh, thanks, Maroon. Geez, that's a nice introduction. Well, mate, you deserve it. We're going to talk about the RLPA dispute, the great Wally Lewis, the 1989 grand final, and everything else blocker comes up with. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Footy Talk podcast for today. My name is Anthony Maroon. We've got a very special guest in today. He's, uh, he's rugby league royalty. Over 180 games for his beloved Balmain Tigers. 20 for Warrington. Sometimes we forget that. And 17 for the Blues. Blocker Roach, how are you, old mate? Maroon. I was a little bit worried when they call you Maroon. Now I know. Why? It's your last name. Yeah. Well, I thought yeah. you were a bloody Queenslander nah, or something mate. like that. I, I would have thought about coming on here. But thank you very much for the introduction. There's nothing like a good introduction. Well, it always it gives you the false sense of that I've done some prep. Can I just talk about that just for just for one mm. second about the games? Now, why don't we add up all the games that players play? Because 185, mm, that doesn't sound that great. But when you add them up to 286 or yeah. 289 or whatever it is, mm. I get excited about that. That sounds like you've had a dig. Yeah. Don't but, you reckon? Well, I think you've had a dig anyway, mate. Two grand yeah. finals, 17 Origin games. Well, I missed the first grand final in 88. Oh, of course you were suspended. Yes. And you tried to go overseas and... I did. And yeah. I hit I hit Chris Mortimer a little bit late. Okay. I got there as quick as I could. <laughs> and uh, they gave me exactly four weeks. You know when you hit them right, Maroon, mm. they actually fall forward, not back. Right. He fell forward. Okay, so you must have got him. Well... You must have got him blocked. The great legend Wayne Junior Pierce was around the legs. I was only coming over the top. You know, there's only a fraction room for error. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was. <laughs> but that, I like that's it. how I tried to defend yeah, myself. You, anyway, you got there as quick as you could. I did. Yeah, that, that's all we can ask of you, mate. Yes. But see, still blocked. This is a, a, an area. I mean, you're still. Had they have won the '88 Grand Final, you would still be part of that side. You still got them there, whether you play in the Grand Final or not. I doubt it, mate. I would have been filthy. I, Mate, you know what? Hollywood and Zorba mm. uh, were walk, working for, I can't remember, where was it? TGB or, TGB or yeah. something mm. like that. They got Telstra and they they played the game down the line to me because they were, they're good mates, obviously. Yeah. Zorba's a great mate of mine and mm. I'm a good mate of Hollywood, but more so with the, with the great Peter Peters. We're both from the same club in Western Wollongong. Of course. Along with the yeah. great Bobby Fulton. Mm. Mate, there's a good show for you. I the- wonder if you ever thought about it. Clubs. Right, so say Western Suburbs, the Red Devils in yep. Wollongong. Mm. We've had 14 internationals from that club. That's amazing, isn't it, mate? It's like a, there's a club in the Hunter, it might be Curry. Yep. You know, like they, they've got just crazy odds of how many, or, or a town like uh, Tamora, NRL players, AFL players. There's a great yeah. intro for you into a new show. Mm. That could be a new podcast. Everyone's got a podcast now, haven't they? Well, we could we could get it sponsored by your beer, Block, which I believe my young bloke said he had one of your beers the other day and it was sensational. Block and grapple. Yeah. Mate, I wish I knew his son. I would give him a carton. Yeah, right. Or half a carton. Anyway. Oh, he's, he probably doesn't need any more, mate. He's doesn't probably, he? No. Nah. How old is he? He's 26. He's oh, tw- well, he's old enough to know better now. 26. Well, he, he is, uh, he's old enough to know better, whether he does or not. I is don't he know. a hunter? Oh, I think he is a little bit of a hunter. I love hunters. I think he is. A, he goes out and does a bit of freelancing. Does he? I love mm. that. Hey, mate, there's plenty to talk about in footy. I, I, I only watched um, Wally Lewis on 60 Minutes, diagnosed with uh, probable CTE. 
obviously it's a progressive condition caused by repeated blows to the head. He says he uses a detailed diary to keep track of his life. So I raise this with you because I spend enough time around you to know that you're still, I think you're still quick as a whip, you know. I see yeah. you on stage, I watch you on TV. Uh, gee, it hurt me, mate. Wally Lewis is our captain of the Kangaroos in 1986. So yeah. What a magnificent player. Uh, oh, mate, Jesus, it surprises me to tell you the honest truth and, mate, it hurts me to hear all this and uh, I went a couple of weeks ago, oh, sorry, a couple of months ago to a to a function with Stevie Mortimer too. Oh, yeah. And, mate, it was, uh, mate, just saddens me. But but unfortunately, if you ask me and my my own opinion, I'd do it all again, mate. Yeah. What a time that we've had playing rugby league and, and the King Wally Lewis, you know, like, I don't know, you, you've been to Queensland plenty of times. Mm. That, that bloke, he, he really is the king up there. Mm. I feel bad that he's um, that he's found out that he's got this, and uh, knowing Wally, he'll he'll fight like hell and and do everything possible to to keep himself you know, on top of it if he can. Yeah, well, it's an amazing era, that era that I don't know that. I mean, obviously, I only ever watched from the sideline, but I don't know that we appreciated what a wonderful era we played in with blokes like you running around and and Ciro and other blokes in that Balmain forward pack and then in the Rabbitohs you had you had Bundy Davidson and you had blokes like Tugger Coleman egging them on and then Penrith had a couple of big boppers and so did the Dogs. It was a – I mean, you had to be a tough bastard to play rugby league. Well, Penrith, throw in Penrith too. Mm, yeah. Penrith at that stage were, were starting to come through and young MG and you yeah. know, Spud Carroll and all those sort of guys – they were all, all starting to come through for the Panthers too. Yeah, mate, it was a tough era. But when I was a kid, I, I'm a footy perv, right? So the best thing for me was the ABC match of the day on Saturday yeah. when I was a kid. Mm. One game a week. Now, mate, we're lucky that we get with Triple M and Fox and all the, all mm. the coverage and Channel 9 and all that. We see every game every week. Mm. So, you know, waking up and watching all those guys play – like I used to, I used to love Terry Randall and and Dallas Donnelly and all those sort of guys, and I got to play with Craig Young in a state of origin, and I, I used to love watching those guys play, and they played for keeps. So when I started to come through, I thought, oh well, I'm going to play no different to those guys. Mm. I think that's how you play footy, you know. Yeah. I remember growing up, and uh, in Wollongong, and we'd play in a park, forty aside. Wow. Forty aside, mate. Just the whole neighbourhood, and you'd hear the old man at the end of the day. Blow the whistle, come in for dinner, you yeah, know, just on yeah. dust. Every day we'd be out there. Mm. Sometimes we'd forget the ball and we'd play invisible for <laughs> British Bulldog, you yeah. ever played British yeah. Bulldog? Yeah, the old cocky Laura. Ooh, mate. I suppose that though, was tough times. You know what, Block, you coming through when you did, so when you're a teenager, you're playing for the West Red Devils, which for those who don't know, is a famous Wollongong club. And some famous people come through that club on and off the field. But in that time, there's no Illawarra Steelers, there's no St George Illawarra Dragons, so the Wollongong comp is pretty bloody good. You got the Cougars and the Collies and the Books, the Butchers and, and, and the, the yeah. Canaries, and yeah. So you would have had a lot of tough forwards, and they'd have been miners and butchers, and that would kicked the shit out if you give them a chance. Mate, they were tough men. I, I've got a little story about a bloke named Classy Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a, he was a German, but but an Australian bloke. Played in the mines. I idolised him. I thought he was a great bloke. And, and, mate, he's got kids that have played the most number of games for the West Red Devils down there now and all that sort of stuff. Now, Classy Ray was a front rower. Now, I know John Sattler in the grand final, and I, I dips me lid to that yeah. playing with the mm. with the broken jaw. Classy Ray broke his in a semi-final and played the next week in the grand final. Wow. 
That's mate. yeah. That was tough. But you but you had a look at that competition. All the blokes who were finished up in Sydney used to come down there. Mate, there was blokes that played for the Coromel Cougars. You ever heard of a bloke named Oscar Danielson? Yes, I actually have. I mate, lived in Coromel for ten years. Mate, hard man, mm. mate. Hard. I used to go and watch all those guys. Cliffy Watson come down yeah. and play. Oh, I didn't know that, right? Yeah, he played yeah. the grand final against mm. the, the Red Red Devils. Leaning on the post for the Wollongong Lighthouses. Yeah, mate, wow. And, you know, mate, the Pommies used to come out and play the Illawarra side. They used to pick an Illawarra side out of that competition. And, you know, Fitzy's old man and all those sort of guys played. Yeah. Mate, they were great players. But I remember going to watch Great Britain play Illawarra. Mate, that was a, that was a highlight of our lives mm, to mm. go and watch that game, you know, and see Roger Millwood and all those sort of yeah, blokes. Wow, yeah. You know, He's great. Like Stevie he, he, Nash. Roger Millwood, he ended up playing for Cronulla, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, also Tommy Bishop, mm. uh, he, he went there with mm. Big Cliffy. I don't know if you ever remember. Was it the 78 grand final? Cliffy Watson. Was that the war? I thought it was 73. 73. 73 yeah. yeah, the mm. war, 73. Wow. I suppose I wonder, and I'm not taking sides either way here, I wonder what these players would think of the uh, NRL, well, the, you know, the RLPA players dispute. We're obviously seeing the players cover the logo now. Mm. Some um, of them come off on the weekend. Yeah, I noticed that? that, yeah. Mm. I actually thought some of them started without them. Well, they should sack the bloke who glued them on. <laughs> he's got one job. I know. He's, he's got Glue one over job, the logo. yeah. But you know what, Maroon, like, what does that do? On it, covering up the logo. I mean, the other thing too, they covered up the Telstra one too. Like, Telstra, I would not even start to think about the amount of money they've put into the league over 30 years. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know whether it done that much really, did Anyone really talk about it? All they talked about was uh, when the when the what's the name was taken off. Yeah, when it come off. Mm. I I think people aren't going to talk about it until they stop playing. Mm. God forbid that happens. Well, if that if that happens, look I, look, I'm all for the players getting the just rewards and all that sort of stuff. Can they please get in a room and work it out? This has been going for too long. Mm. Get get some independent people in there. Let's get in there. And obviously, you're not going to give it get every point that you want. You know, you'll share and, and we'll come out with a good agreement. Yeah. This talk about stopping the game, right, and and waiting around for five minutes before they do the kickoff or ten minutes before they do the kickoff, do they realise who puts in all the money? Mm. Mm. The TV networks. Yeah. Mate, what if they go to the players and say, hey, boys, you want to strike? How about we don't pay you as much? Yeah. What will happen then? Mm. No, it's exactly what you say, Block. They just got to get – it's got to be sorted out sooner rather sorted, than later. And, mate, look, I'm all for the, I'm all for the players. I reckon they should, you know, have a fun where they can take it back and look after the blokes that, you know, that are struggling a little bit now. Yeah. The thing with the CTE and that too is, mate, I'm all for the I'm all for the big superstars and that, you know, they they bring in the news and all that. Mate, how many kids in the country that played first grade out there that have cop knocks? We've got to try and look after them them too. Oh, mate, how often do you hear old oh, mate's back living in Carrer or Inverell or, and he's doing it tough? We're how often do you it. hear that? That's right. But, yeah. it's, mate, it's, it's good to look after the superstars and the blokes who Shit, get yeah. notoriety mm. and they get all the press and all that. But what about the poor buggers out in the bush that are suffering? Mm. You know what? I've had the great Gary Hamley. You know Gary. Gary I played do. in the – Played f- against Gary. Yeah. Played, good he, player. Played he, for New South Wales. He did. In the first ever State of Origin game, and he asked me once – but five or ten years ago, he said, "How much does an Origin player get paid?" I said, 30 grand a game." Thirty gorillas. And he said, "Mate, when I played in the first Origin game, we got a hundred dollars, so we could get if we need to get a razor or a toothpaste or whatever, hundred dollars." Mm. But like you say, we're not begrudging the play. It's a billion dollar business. Huge. Yeah. And they deserve they deserve a big slot, mate. They're they're the ones putting their bodies on the line. Mm. But please, I mean, it's hurting the fans. 
they're the people that come in and watch it. Imagine, imagine playing in front of nobody. Well, they did that through the pandemic, oh, they didn't did, they? Yeah. Mm. Playing in front of no one. I don't want to layer up into the big screen. I'm glad they didn't have big screens when I was playing on that. I'd have been head wobbling and everything. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, Block, before we go to the break, you were, by any stretch of the imagination, a colourful rugby league identity. And soon as you finished, mightn't have even been finished playing and you, you had a, a job on Channel 7 with Harks. I did. Johnny Harker. Yeah. But how was your relationship with the media? I loved the media. Although I got I got bashed a few times in the media, but mm. mate, that, you take the good with the bad. You don't you don't read about yourself all the time about the good stuff without having a little bit of bad stuff. But one thing I, I always learnt was if the media ever asked me to do anything, a radio interview or, or a TV thing or what, whatever it was, I always made sure I'd, I did it. You know why? Because mm. I got told by a great man one day that mate, do it because you never know where it leads to. Yeah. One day these guys might be the bosses and they go, you know what? That bloke gave up his time for us. And yeah. he answered some tough mm. questions and all that sort of stuff. So you never know where you're going to end up. So, you know, don't think that you're, you know, that you're too good to answer questions and 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 do interviews and all mm. that sort of stuff. Because when it finishes, when your career finishes, no one gives a rat's. Mm. It's a headline stop. Yeah, man. it's amazing though that um, like, I, I don't think people stop to take this on board. But blokes like yourself, Sturlo, Fatty, and I could name another five or six. Mm. You've been in the media longer than you played rugby league by two or three times. So, mm. and you have been for a long time, just quality broadcasters. You know as much about broadcasting as you do about playing footy. Well, I'd like to think so. I've been, <laughs> I've been taught by a lot of good blokes too. Mm. You know, mate, I started off with Zorba. Right. Years and years ago, before I went on nine and all that, um, we used to call the footy for 2SM off a television screen. Right. Do you remember that? I do remember you working with Zorba. Yeah, yeah. but we used mm. to have we used to call the, the game off a screen. Just the normal old TV. Exactly. Yeah. And, mate, it wasn't even a big one. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now if we've got to do it, you've got to want a size of a room. No, exactly. You've got to sit yeah. in there and, mate, we, mm. we, you know, we're lucky enough sometimes at at, uh, at Fox we call in the studio and we've got a cinema. Yeah. Call out of a cinema. It's fantastic. Do you have a preference block? Uh, do you prefer the screen or the go to the game? Oh, I've got to be at the game. Right. It's never the okay. same unless yeah. you're there at the game. And, mate, the great thing too for me, Maroon, is that they send me to a lot of the country ones. I was in Tamworth on the weekend, right. for instance. Mm. I, mate, I love it. The people, you know, the difference between playing in the country and then playing now. Big stadiums now, you come in on a bus, you go underneath the stadium, the players get off and go straight into the dressing room. Yeah. Mate, here in the country, when you're in the country in Tamworth and Mudgee and all those sort of places, they get off the bus and the people can see their yeah, heroes, right. mate. Yeah. And you can hear them yelling out and touching them and shaking yeah. their hands and all that sort of stuff. See, to me, that interaction with the fans, I'm sure there's plenty that hated me, but mm. I loved a lot of them, you know, and uh, nothing better. We used to park at Leichhardt Oval around the back of the hill, around the back of the scoreboard, and then walk down while the reserve grade in the 20s were playing or the 21s, and you'd walk past everyone. That's a buzz, playing mm. at home and everyone wishing you well and all that sort of stuff. I feel for the players today that they don't really get the interaction with the fans or yeah. the people that love them, the people pay their money mm. to come and watch you, the people pay their money and come and they've got an opinion. Yeah. No, it's a good point, Block. I can remember as a kid, like growing up in Redfin, I'd just wait out the front of the house and the players would be coming back to their car from Redfin yeah, Oval. Good. Unbelievable. What about when you're allowed onto the field and oh, stole yeah. the lollipop yeah. corner post and mm. all that sort of stuff? How good was that? Patting your Favourite player on the back, yeah. and he'd be all Charlie Frith, he'd be all sweaty. Big Charlie. Yeah, great I seen days. him and Nana Grant clash one day at Leichhardt Oval. Right. They knocked each other out. 
Well, now, unbelievable. That's David Grant, the late David Grant. Big Nana. Yeah. Do you know how he got his nickname? No. Mate, mate, you ever seen him? Massive, oh, yeah. Six yeah. foot six, mate, yeah. the best built bloke you ever seen. Unbelievable he was. He got his nickname. They'd be cutting the ball off their own line. They'd go, Nana, it's your, your run. He'd go, no, 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 no. He wasn't he. Great he, player. He died way too early, didn't he? He did, mate. Yeah. Uh, ra- played at the Rabbitohs, went to the Tigers, ended up in Canberra. Yeah, great player. Mm. Canberra, when they started, they got a lot of uh, – a lot of Balmain players. A great Percy Knight. Yeah. I don't reckon Percy Knight is the most underrated player that I've ever seen. Okay. Mate, he was unbelievably mm. skillful. What happened was uh, they were playing for Monaro, Larry yeah, yeah. John Corolla. Yeah, yes, in the uh, Percy Amco Knight. Cup or something. And they went down to to have a look at, at Larry John Corolla. And uh, they signed him and they said, mate, we'll get this Percy Knight while we're here. He's unbelievable. Okay, right. And, and that's how that's how Percy came to mm. the Tigers. Because blokes like Percy and Lloyd Martin. They, Luscious Lloyd yeah, yeah. Martin. And they played in the back in the bush for years, didn't they? Yeah, they did. He went down to Eden. Yeah. The Eden Tigers mm. after he'd finished. Yeah, great, great fellas, great characters. Neil Bing Pringle, do you remember yeah, him? Yeah, I do, yeah. Mate, he used to have the – he was the first bloke that had the Larry Orange boots with – Adidas boots with the three black oh, okay. stripes. And he'd say to, he'd say to Wayne Pierce when Wayne Pierce took over him, he said, mate, when you're doing a cover tackle, mate, dive in front of the Latch and Robinson stand and roll <laughs> so they can see your number and all that. Like, they were, they were characters, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're great blokes. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the uh, that wonderful uh, event that was the 1989 Grand Final on Footy Talk. <laughs> Footy Talk podcast, our special guest today is Steve Blocker-Roach. Block, you know I was at a, a lunch, sports lunch the other day, and I said to these young blokes, have you ever seen the 89 Grand Final? And one of them said, I watched it, it was too slow. And the funny thing is about him saying that is, I can remember at the time, people going, how fast was the intensity, the pace of the 89 Grand Final? It remains to me the most memorable game of rugby league I've ever seen. And I've been watching rugby league since 1974. Wow. Mm. It was a great game. I mean... uh if you think about it, I think there was 26 representative players on the field that day. Wow. Whether mm. they played for New Zealand or Australia or New South Wales or Queensland or whatever it was, uh, rep players. Yeah, mate, intensity, unbelievably. Can you remember it was a dust bowl? It took me a week to get all the dust and dirt <laughs> yeah. out of me, snows in my ears yeah. and that. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately for us, mate, you know, we, we uh, I think we led 12-2 at one time. Uh, but, you know, we were yahooing at half time, and I remember Paul Searin scored that great try. Yeah. And we went up the short side and uh, he scores that try, brushes away from Brad Clyde and scores. We go in at half time, yahooing, you know, thinking, wow, this is unbelievable. 12-2. We kick a goal to, to start the second half and I'm saying to them, hey, boys, this ain't over yet. They had, mate, they were only a young side when, you know, when you well, – they had the experience of Mel Meninga, but then Belcher and – Ricky. Big La- Lazarus mm. and Walters and Brad Clyde and um, Dean Lance. Mate, he got me a beauty in the grand final. I tried to jump to my feet as quick as I could, but that was sort of a, a little bit of a turning point for them apparently. Um, mate, we had ample opportunities. I remember Mickey Neal, my God, mm. gets ankle tapped by Big Mel who got caught at marker, chased across, throws out the arm. Mickey is a bees yeah. away from scoring. Yeah. If he scores there, we win. Benny hit the upright. It started off a real weird day because we got Canterbury with us. We were our, our jersey sponsors, and we got our jerseys down past our knees. Wow. Mickey Mickey knew looked like he had a nighty on. Yeah, right. Maybe he's down to his ankles. So you know, imagine you know they go, oh mate, get the get the uh, you know scissors. the cutters out yeah. the scissors. They cut them with the you know the ankle 
ankle strap scissors. Yeah. Cut them out, make up. You're not going to cut me grand final jump. You remember the grand final jumpers had the big yeah, Winfield the Cup, thing, yeah. the big mm. red uh, premiership trophy on the sleeve and all that. But you, if you had a look now, all the blokes had kept their jumpers. They'd be all cut. Yeah, okay. All be cut mm. from the bottom. But for me, it's the same as Origin, you know. The, the, the hardest thing about like playing in Origins and those big games is hanging around all day waiting to play. Mm. And you've got to sort of have everything picture perfect. And then imagine getting to the grounds and, mate, you're revved up. You're playing in the grand final. We all got on the bus at Balmain Lease Club and took the, tra- uh, the trip into, into the football stadium. Then it was the first grand final in the football stadium. And, mate, we were that excited about being there. You know, we'd, we'd failed the year before against the Bulldogs. Mm. Uh, it was our big chance. But, mate, who knows? You know, we lost we, – we ended up losing two. We ended up losing two in a row. So, But it was – mate, it was a great day. I remember it vividly. You know, arriving there, being that excited, I was that excited actually in the semi. Unfortunately, we beat we beat that great South Sydney side, mm. and I remember thinking, you know, mate, we're here, we're here again. I mean, this is a miracle. You know, I, I missed out the year before, and we're going to play again. And our skipper, the great Wayne Pierce, mate, all ready to go. And mate, what a mate, what a warrior! You talk about blokes today that can can hit blokes front on and cut them in half that that aren't the biggest blokes in the game. Junior was unbelievable at it. Mate, he hit blokes up under the ball in their rib cage. You could hear the air coming out of them. Mm. Hit them that hard. And uh, a great leader. A leader today too. You know, Junior, we're ringing with little problems or yeah, something that we've got now. Mm. That is a real leader, isn't it? Yeah, that is, mate. That's, uh, you know, the influence he's had on you back in the 80s and he's still there for you. That is a remarkable mm. story. He used to say to the referees about me, he'd go, mate, he'll be all right in a minute. He hasn't taken his medication. <laughs> you know, it's, um, I, I think I've heard so many great stories about from like I only work with Laurie daily on Friday so champion so I get the stories from both sides of the of what happened but I, I never knew this Kevin Hardwick story that you just told me off air uh which one was with that? the with the bottle of champagne oh no Kevin uh, it was uh, Kerry Hemsley Kerry Hemsley I well, beg Ke- your pardon. Yeah, sorry mate Kerry Hemsley had played in the 88 grand final in place I mean we were great mates he was the best man at my wedding Kerry mm. champion bloke mate I love him I love him to death and, you know, a great character himself. And uh, in the 89 grand final with a minute to go, he thinks we're home because we're in front. With a minute to go, he goes up to grab the big magnum of champagne. You know that big? Yeah, you know, I do. 20-litre one or whatever it is. Yeah. He goes up to grab it and come down to celebrate with the boys. And he's a big part of it and all that sort of stuff. He'd, he'd played there for, for a decade. And he goes up to grab the big bottle of big magnum of champagne, comes back down and Chicka Ferguson scores in the corner. With 30 seconds wow. to go. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what he did then. He probably <laughs> get to the bottle it. back. Yeah. Uh, Smashed it over someone's head, I suppose. You know, um, obviously, I think it's well documented that you and Junior and uh, and Wiz, uh, Sarah, you, you didn't sit down for like 30-odd years to watch that game. We watched it at halftime. Uh, uh, did you? Yeah, so, we win, yeah. winning 12-2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you look back on it now, mate, I know you've probably been through this a thousand times, but – Obviously, you and Ciro were taken off the field early, yep. which didn't please you. Your relationship with the with the great Warren Ryan, oh, mate. Look, he's a coach. You got to you got to take what the coach says, yeah. oh, mate. I was filthy. Mm. Oh, don't get me wrong, but you got to take what the coach says. Oh, look, Warren, I learnt more about football. I thought I knew a bit about footy until he came along. Yeah, mate, he was a genius. Mm. People's skills, maybe not the greatest, but you can't have everything, can mm. you? But mate, he was uh, he was unbelievable. Tactically, I'd never ever spoken to anyone watching a video and all that sort of stuff about what we were looking for and the game plans and all that sort of stuff. He was he was brilliant to me. To me, he was the best coach that I ever played under. 
Yeah. Closely followed by Bozo. I really, really enjoyed playing under under Bozo, God rest his soul. Mm. Tactically and know-how and and he said to me years ago, footy's going to change because there's no real coaches anymore. Now, what he meant by that, he said, I'll, I'll explain what I mean. These guys are... These guys can put everything up on a blackboard and have you organised and all that. He said, what I mean by coaching is someone that can make you better and show you what you've got to do. I, I could speak for an hour. Bozo said this. No, no, this is, this is oh, Warren. Like, right, I, yeah. I, could, I could talk for hours about <clears throat> what he taught us about unders and overs and how to play and what to look for in the, in the defence and all that sort of stuff. Whereas the guys today, I don't really know if they're actually teaching the game. Do you, I, do you, I understand do you get what, what you mean, yeah. yeah. And so the teachers probably haven't – we haven't got that many teachers anymore. And you're not the first one, Block, to say – I mean, I think both Matthew and Andrew have said they never had another coach like Warren Ryan and mm. obviously they had Mal Reilly and yeah. other great coaches at representative level as well. Yeah, Mal would have been one of those – but I would have loved to have played for Mal. Mm. I mean, he just had this aura about him. Like everywhere he walked, you know, like – I don't know, he just just had this calmness and, and just, you know, you know – if you talk to blokes that have got that sort of thing, they can't explain to you what it is. It just is. Yeah. Do you, do yeah. you, do you know what I mean, man? Just something. I don't yeah. know. I don't know mm. what it is. Just um, before we wrap this up on the '89 Grand Final, this is Junior Pierce speaking on uh, the uh, the James Graham podcast, the Buy Round. We were sort of in control of the game probably halfway through the second half, and there was a refereeing error by Bill Harrigan. It was his first Grand Final. What happened was one of our guys, Bruce Maguire, darted out from dummy half and he ran to one of their guys who was offside, ran straight at him and Harrigan surely must have meant to give us the penalty but he gave them the penalty. And I questioned him. I said, what's that for? What's that for? He said, oh, no, no, it's not in the spirit of the game. What? I don't think there's been another penalty ever been given for that. And so what happened was off the back of that camera – got possession and they worked, because that was around halfway, they worked the ball up the other end of the field and pretty much scored and that got them back into the game, which in the Heinz scheme of things made a huge difference. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah? I do. Mm -hmm. I said, surely, Billy, you've put your arm up the wrong way. You said that. That bloke's offside. How did you come up with that idea? Yeah. But, mate, as I said, you know, a little bit earlier, it just wasn't meant to be. All these things went wrong. Mm. I don't know. There was that. Just just this day, it was eerie and weird. Yeah. There was the ankle tap on Megzi. Yeah. Gary Jack. Like Gary Jack, the world's best back, as Laurie Nichols would say. <laughs> what a, mate, what a warrior, what a tough man. But I'd never seen him drop bombs. He was unbelievable. But th- this day, I don't know if you remember, he'd broken his arm and he had this, yeah, the thing like mm. Mal used yeah. to wear. Mm. I got hit by that one day. It felt like I got hit by a semi-trailer. <laughs> but- he had this band on, and as he went up for the ball, the ball bounced off his arm, and he never dropped bombs. He was – if they put up a bomb, I wouldn't even worry about looking at him taking it. He was unbelievable. Mm. He played like 20-odd tests for Australia. Yeah. Jimmy he was a fantastic player. And I'm, as I said, just weird stuff happening all day. It was weird. Because you also had blocked the Benny field goal that hit the crossbar. Yeah. So there was yeah. a million – it was a, such a storyline to that whole game. Yeah. Anyway, another thing, you're part of an era that was probably started in the late 70s where players started to endorse products and then obviously coming into the late 80s, early 90s, you get involved with these Lowe's commercials. How good. Easiest money I've ever heard. Really? At mm. Lowe's. Yeah. How good. And, and working with a, a bunch of great blokes too. Like I remember uh, doing 
mate, years and years with Michael O'Connor and and uh Billy and, Harrigan. The fat. Yeah. The fat. Yeah. Fatty Vorton. Mm. Mate, great character. But we used to do theme stuff and that. We dressed up as Hogan's heroes. I was always <laughs> I was always short. Sure, no, no, no. Like we had mate, we had fun. Yeah. And we'd go to locations and all that. Mate, it was <laughs> mate, it was honestly, it was it was fantastic. Yeah. At Lowe's. And mate, I always to say to people, people who, you know, bag us and they, oh mate, at Lowe's, mm. so mate, good to see you wearing the gear. Yeah. You know, just yeah. as a just mm. as a payback or whatever, yeah. you know. But Mate, it was uh, mate. Whoever thought of that, I don't know who. I don't know. I don't know who it was. But whoever thought of that, I think they ended up with 120 stores or something, and wow. they use rugby league players to do and their commercials do. and all yeah. that. Yeah. So, mm. mate, it was uh, mate. It was a great time of our lives. I mm. mate, wish they have a reunion. I might be able to get a bit of fat again. Yeah. yeah. Bring back the old boys. And and these days, block you're doing. Obviously, you're doing Fox. Doing Fox. Which, I'm enjoying that, mate. Yeah. I love that. Uh, still being involved uh, in the game and. You know, calling the games and having a bit of a, a bit of a say in what's going on, I, mate. I like that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I work for this company called Shore Vision. You know, all the ribbons around the ground that does all the advertising. Yeah, we yeah. do all that in the big screens okay. and all that right. sort of stuff. So, yeah, I do a bit of that. And uh, what else do I do? Bit of radio. Drive the Mrs. Mad. Yeah, she goes, oh, mate, aren't you going, Catherine mm. Bridget? Mm. My God, she needs the Victorian Cross. Yeah, as it, I used to call it. Is it the Victoria Cross uh, or the Victorian? I think it's the Victoria Cross. Is it? I don't know. Well, she needs one of them. Well, where you live, it could be the Victoria Road Cross. <laughs> That's it. Couldn't it? Beautiful, not far. You know, it's funny, like you and Kath, it's not funny, like you and Kath and obviously your boy Liam and your one of your boys plays in for polo, plays yep. polo. Big Aiden, he's finished yeah. now. Three Olympics. Three Olympic Games, not a bad effort. And then it, families like yours, another one that comes to mind is the Mortimers where, you know, the whole bloody family is part of rugby league and everyone loves everyone in your family. Yeah. Mate, it's a uh, yeah, mate. It's uh, the greatest thing. And and Big Dan, my, my eldest boy, mm. he played in Australian schoolboys in rugby. Mate, yeah. he was a great mm. player. I went over and played in Ireland. You know, he hurt his neck at a at a pretty young age. He, mate, he was going to be anything. Mate, this is a bloke who was 120 kilos. He could do handstand push ups. So you can imagine how athletic you are being able to do that. That's yeah. strong. Yeah. That is a strong man. Mm. But anyway, he hurt his neck, and then Aiden, Aiden uh, went to three Olympics. Uh, mate, that regener regenerated our whole life. Go on. All over, he played in Hungary for five years, and played all over all over Europe. And we'd go, and Liam uh, Liam played a bit of footy with the Bulldogs, a bit of bull, a bit of with the Tigers, and a little session at, at Manly there for a while in the lower grades. Come to me one day and said, "Oh, Dad, I don't think this uh, rugby league's for me." And I said, "Mate, I don't care. Do, yeah, mate, just do your, your life. best. Yeah, yeah, do do your best." And uh, mate, he's done really well now. He's he's uh, business to business development uh, bloke for for Bryden's mm. lawyers. So mm. uh, he's got a good job there. So, mate, I'm bloody proud of my kids. And Yeah. Yeah. So you should be blocking. Four granddaughters now. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> and and uh, it is actually Victoria Cross, our uh, Oh, Victoria our Cross, yes. Mm. Well, I'm going to call mine the Victorian Cross. <laughs> Block, before I go, I, I must still say that, you know, um, I still think you are among the top three on the speaking circuit. And I remember the first time I hosted a sports lunch with you, I, I just gave you the microphone. I, I could have gone home for an hour and come back because <laughs> – you Sorry just about that. Uh, no, it's beautiful, <laughs> you know, and you just know how to hit the right buttons. And it comes back to what I was saying before about you know being a broadcaster longer than you were a footy player. Yeah, mate, you learn, mate, you learn. I mm. mean, I, mate, I was lucky. I, you know, I have, a, I've had my ups and downs with Ray Hadley. I've, mate, I've always, I've always um, really respected how he taught me how to do the footy and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Mm. So, um, you know, I've had some really good teachers. 
Um, mate, the great Chippy Falingos used to call me a 140-kilogram white ant. <laughs> I said, mate, 132, sorry. <laughs> but we have yeah. fun, mate. Oh, look, yeah. I think the whole essence of it is, and even on Triple M now, you know, I, I listen to you guys. Mm. You have a bit of fun, mate. Don't take yourself too serious. Have a bit of fun. Have yeah. a laugh. Take a bit of criticism. Who cares? Yeah, well, I think At the we, end of the day, it doesn't matter, does it, really? N- mate, I think we probably, well, I'm not, I don't think I know we learnt a lot of that from listening to blokes like Ray Hadley and Chippy and yourself and Bozo. And the great and the great man, Daryl Broman. And the great, yeah, the, the big man. Because you're talking footy, yeah, but, you know, you're not We're operating. Having fun, you're having mate. some fun. We're and that's what you fun. guys did. And I think that's, you know, that's probably, I know, a template for a lot of us, what we do now. Yeah. It's a, always a pleasure to see you, big fella. You too, mate. I think we've got a couple of gigs coming up, haven't we? Oh, I know we got. We, I know we're going to Tookley. Tookley, yeah, the beautiful Look Tookley, out. yeah, Tookley Golf Club. Hope we get an overnight stay, and you and I might be go head to tail. What do you think? <laughs> well, mate, if we, we be don't, roomies, I love if roomies. If we don't, we can sleep in the car together. <laughs> That's footy talk. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>